This show is brought to you by Brain First Training Institute, ICF accredited coach certifications and applied neuroscience training. To become a brain-based coach, get certified in applied neuroscience and stay up to date with what's happening in the world of applied neuroscience and coaching, join our Brain First community over at brainfirsttraininginstitute.com. Hey, it's Ramon and welcome to Brain Coach Radio, where we hear from expert coaches, leaders and trainers who are using applied neuroscience to help their clients get life-changing results. We discuss various coaching topics, neuroscience insights, business tips and much more, all to help you succeed. Now, let's get into the episode. No interruptions. Enjoy, my friends. Hi, Melina. Hello, Ramon. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Doing very well. Very nice to see you. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. And actually, um, I was really excited to to speak with you about uh, a couple of different things um, because I think you offer quite a unique perspective given your background in neuroscience uh, and the formal training and everything, and then obviously the coaching element as well. So excited to dive in. So perhaps let's start off with. Um, your journey into the coaching space, and maybe then let's talk about some of the the neuroscience stuff. So, how did how did you get into coaching? Uh, it's again all about neuroscience because I'm a neuroscientist, but I like everything that uh, regards to applied neuroscience. How can we apply the knowledge that we get? Um, and uh, that's why I chose my path in neuroscience in clinical settings so that I can implement actually the knowledge that I get uh, in clinical settings and clinical research. Uh, right now, for example, I work on uh, a surgical uh, epilepsy team. So we're doing epilepsy surgeries and uh, I'm using brain computer interfaces, which is, of course, a part of neuroscience um, for um, functional localization. So we're localizing in real time the functions of the brain, helping neurosurgeons to navigate the brain space. But again, it's application. And in everything that I'm learning about neuroscience, I'm looking about application. And uh, once I was talking to uh, the, the head of the department uh, where, uh, from which I graduated um, in neuroscience, it was Vilnius University in Lithuania. Um, and uh, he told me about some previous graduates uh, who started their own business in neurocoaching in London and that they're very successful. I don't know. I never found them. But just the fact that there is neurocoaching and it can help people and you can be successful. <laughs> this all, of course, made me extremely interested. And this is how I got into um, neurocoaching. I started Googling and I found you. Yes, um, I, I think at that time you were, uh, I think, positioning yourself also as neurocoaching. Uh, later you changed to brain coaching. Um, I think it's just uh, more understandable for people. Yes, neuro sounds a little probably clinical, uh, I would say, but brain, uh, brain coaching, brain-based coach. And... Um, I decided I need to go, I need to investigate, I need to, to, to learn it for myself, what is that? And how can we apply neuroscience in coaching and helping people? 
So this is how I got into your program. Actually, your program was the first my coaching experience. Um, and uh, later I understood that I need to learn in general the basics of coaching itself. So I loved Neura. So I decided I will go, I will dive in into coaching. Uh, I dove into cognitive uh, behavioral therapy-based coaching, CBT, which I really liked. Uh, it was a great model uh, that was provided and um, you can virtually use it everywhere. And I was very happy, but I made the decision that after I go through all this coaching, uh, I will get back to your program already um, a more expanded one because I really, really enjoyed it. And that's uh, it was my third already experience is your program, but the expanded one where, where you are, uh, you and Dr. English are teaching uh, uh, how to um, uh, how to be uh, a coach uh, for me it was how to be a better coach how to expand uh, my possibilities to be a better coach and to do it from that neuroscience perspective so this is my way into coaching and I loved it and I still absolutely love it and of course I foresee myself learning more and more and more about it so yeah, yeah. i mean there's, there's just so much to learn neuroscience is such a a big field i think that's one of the things uh, that i was talking to some of the new students about last week i said you know there's, there's just so much research coming out that even you know saying uh, um you know a, a neuroscientist who tries to keep up with all the research can't even do that anymore which is why we have of course affective neuroscience, cognitive neuroscience, behavioral neuroscience, and now neuromarketing, neuroethics, da-da-da, da-da-da, on and on and on. What, um, so who, who are you currently working with, uh, with in, in the coaching and neuroscience and, or let's call it brain-based coaching uh, space? You know, what are you, what are you helping them with? Um, and what are some of the, the, the things that they are trying to accomplish? Great question. I work uh, with women in STEM, in STEM professions, because I am a scientist, so I, <laughs> I tend to work with uh, people in this profession uh, who are dreaming about uh, uh, developing their profitable business, uh, but they are still unsure how to start. Yes, is that initial struggle. I want to do it, but I'm not sure how. Uh, and when there is a lot of doubt, a lot of anxiety uh, that's coming up and um, a lot of frustration that comes with it, uh, we all know what to do. Yes, we know um, the past. We can take any book and read. It's really not a, a big challenge to find information on uh, what, what exactly to do. But I found out that people are struggling with their emotions. That was the main thing that I discovered. And I decided that I would like to help people to deal with this and overcome this struggle and actually get in charge um, uh, with their own emotional um, struggle. <laughs> Yes, and uh, uh, and become successful entrepreneurs. So 
I coach women specifically in this area and at the very start of their business so that then they can uh, go and successfully achieve their uh, goals and um, make their dreams come true. Mm, beautiful. And what to, and, and I know for our listeners uh, and particularly for coaches entering the field, many of them are probably going to have in mind, uh, you know, what sort of coaching am I going to do? Is it going to be relationship, life coaching, business coaching? But of course, there are so many different ways that we can apply the skills of coaching and the stuff that we learn from the neuroscience. And I think this is just a beautiful example that probably so many people would never have thought of, like coaching women in STEM through an entrepreneurial journey. Like it's it's very specific, but probably applies to so many different women out there that are wanting to to do something in this space. But yet, it's not very common for people to think outside of this box of oh, I'm doing life coaching or business coaching or maybe relationship coaching, which might even fall under life coaching anyway. So mm-hmm. it's great to hear. And what are what are what are some of the what are some of the businesses that they're starting i mean we're talking like service-based product-based uh online courses like what are some of the things that they're doing of course uh, there are different clients that i worked with and um, including online courses um however my main focus was actually on uh women who are starting their coaching businesses right Right. Yes, and I uh, I coached um, quite a few already women who were starting their uh, businesses and had this uh, initial um, emotional struggle, and uh, now they are successful coaches they have their successful businesses of course each of them uh, is on their own um, journey yes at, uh, and at certain point uh, of it um, uh, for example some of my clients they already have their um, successful practice uh, they made uh, 100 um, uh, dollars last year, for example, one one of my clients, and she quit her uh, previous job, so she is now um, doing just coaching and enjoying it very much. Um, and uh, other people they're combining uh, their primary job and coaching, so there are uh, different ways. But each of them uh, succeeded uh, to overcome that initial anxiety, initial struggle, and um, I consider that I did my job uh, and, and I did it well. So, um, so there are women who have previously been in STEM transitioning into coaching or maybe they're combining what they did in STEM and coaching together. So very similar to, say, the journey that you're on, like neuroscience into coaching, right? Was that... Was that by design or was that something that just kind of happened that you're taking women through a very similar process to the one that you went through? That's a great question. Uh, this, uh, I'm fascinated uh, with the people who are taking charge uh, of their own life. Um, it's, it's not an easy step. 
yes, to do and to start developing your own business, especially in science. Yes, we're uh, all used to people giving us money to go to do things and, and uh, go to the conference and do something. So, and now a person is saying, I want to do it myself. Yes, I'm taking charge of my life. And I value this so much and I respect it so much. Uh, I um, appreciate it in myself and I want to support others in doing the same. So that's why those specifically women who are scientists and who are starting their businesses, very often coaching businesses in, in my practice, um, they are my most favorite people to work with. Yes, and I definitely share my experience with them. Yeah. Do, do some of, I'm just thinking this through in terms of some of the challenges that are going to arise from this transition between perhaps being employed or, or having a stable job and then going out into the, you know, into the business world and having to generate your own clients and all these sorts of things. Is this where a lot of these ch challenges come from? It's like, a, you know, the, the, the contrast between perhaps like a stable job with a steady income and, and, you know, um, similar hours one week to the next certain amount of holidays per year now into this, I guess, unknown of, you know, what is this going to look like? What, um, how am I going to generate the revenue? What about when I get sick and all these sorts of things? Is that where a lot of these challenges come from that you help these women work on? But this is uh, definitely something that comes up and it came up for me as well uh, when, when, when I was starting. And it's a very interesting question that actually resolves fairly quickly. And uh, for me, uh, I'm very grateful to my coach, whom I had, <laughs> who helped me also to realize uh, this, that um, when you are employed, actually somebody, uh, you, you are totally dependent on somebody. Absolutely. Because somebody is supplying you with everything. Yes. So you are not in charge of your own life. You are absolutely dependent, 100%. When you start your entrepreneurial journey, you are taking the reins into your own hand. So now you are not dependent on somebody. You are dependent on yourself. And you start, when you understand this, you start seeing so many opportunities. Actually, you become more confident in what you are doing and in your life and more secure because you know that it's you and you know how to do things and you feel it within yourself. And then when you learn information about your brain, the journey becomes so much better because very often um, we take our emotions, our thoughts as something, uh, a mystery that happens to us, yes? We are afraid, we will feel uh, bad, we will be afraid, we will, uh, we are constantly worried about something that will happen and the way we will feel at some point. Yes, that it's just a given, it just will happen to us, it just will drop from, from the sky or not. Yes, and when we learn about our brain, 
And we start to understand that actually all of those things I can control. I have control of all, all of that. I'm learning how this computer, yes, let's call it brain, works. And I start learning how to program, yes, <laughs> what to do with it and how to do. I use that, you know, emotions, yes, uh, there are some uh, neurochemical reactions, there are some hor hormonal changes that happen, but actually this passes very quickly, yes, and I even I can regulate it. There are many different ways of regulating it, and I can deal with all of that. I can change my thoughts. I can change my habits. Um, everything is in my own power. Mm. And that's incredible. It's amazing. It is the most deliberating things that can happen to mm. a person. Mm. So that's why I always combine uh, my coaching with also teaching. <laughs> I would <laughs> consider uh, myself a coach slash uh, educator. Yeah, so uh, the people who work with me, they can learn all of that and take it and use it and gain that strength that nobody can give them. No employers ever can provide this to them. So mm -hmm. uh, that's why after this transition, um, there is no doubt. People, people become uh, very different and uh, they're, they're going and they're doing and they're succeeding. Mm -hmm. Let, let, let's talk about this combination of coaching and teaching because this is something that, you know, 20 years ago when I was in health and fitness, um, I was training people and then I moved into coaching. So there was much more coaching and then it was predominantly coaching and then it became coaching and teaching. And now I'm moving more towards teaching and educating with some coaching. So that's kind of been um, my process. And, you know, depending on the person and who I'm talking to, um, I mean, the context, because of the training institute, now it's largely teaching and educating, but then bringing some coaching in. But perhaps if it's a bit of one-on-one, -on -one, then it's, you know, maybe a bit of 50-50. How, how do you navigate this space with combining coaching and teaching? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, of course, it's very intuitive. I... Uh, I train, uh, not train, I coach everybody very individually. So I um, look at what people know, what they don't, uh, what they struggle more or not. So I can change this ratio between teaching and coaching dependent on uh, the person. Uh, I would say that I do a little bit more teaching, educating at the very beginning. Okay. Um, and then I'm just checking in. I'm just seeing, okay, how are those things that uh, people already learned? How are they working? And I'm just checking. If I see that something else needed, I might consider adding a little more detail. Um, uh, so by the end of our coaching engagement, I really would like to see a person using all the things we talked about already in practice, implementing them and being able to use them on their own without my involvement. Mm. So that's probably um, a trajectory that usually we are using. 
mm-hmm. more teaching at the beginning and uh, less coaching and then more coaching and less teaching. And does the neuroscience come into the education as well or um, is it just part of the coaching? Like how much of the neuroscience is in the teaching, educating, and how much is in the in the coaching when, you, when you're doing each? Yes. So uh, I would say that uh, a lot of neuroscience comes with the teaching overtly when I'm talking. Uh, people like hearing about the brain because it's something really a very tangible, very clear. It provides very clear structure and understanding. Yes, that there is a substrate to everything that we do. There is a reason um, and how we feel. Um, and uh, people like seeing, they understand it really well. That's why I use a lot of neuroscience in my um, teaching. And then I already use neuroscience covertly in my coaching. Um, because definitely uh, lots of coaching, basically all the coaching, if, if, if we think about it, it's brain-based, yep. yes? Um, so I'm using it already, but not really out loud, but I'm using it for my coaching. So this is how it's usually going. What, what, are, what are some of your favorite um, evidence-based coaching techniques, strategies, approaches? What are things that you tend to use uh, fairly often or with most people? Yes, no, because I focus on coaching on emotions. Um, uh, actually, I even offer complementary sessions on just coaching on emotions. Um, usually, um, I would provide some uh, general template. Yes, of course, we work on goal setting and uh, on identifying obstacles and coming up with strategies, we go into niche. So everything that, you know, the beginner um, entrepreneur will need to do. And then um, complementary to that, I offer uh, 30 minutes sessions each week, just coaching on emotions. So that any struggles that the person is going through, we can clarify uh, and coach on during that session. And uh, that's why uh, everything that we um, I focus on and use evidence-based practices, they are related to emotions, emotion regulation. Um, and uh, first of all, just simply explaining what the emotion is. Yes, teaching about them, um, uh, teaching how to uh, recognize emotions, um, uh, teaching how to um, uh, then process the emotions. Uh, of course, we're talking about emotional granularity. Yes, and uh, we, uh, we uh, well know that the better the person can describe the emotions uh, that, they're, uh, that the person is experiencing, um, uh, the better tend to be the person's emotional being. Yes, even naming the emotion already can provide a relief. So all this I am definitely using and uh, we're starting sometimes with people who even uh, cannot tune into their emotion. They cannot even tell what's happening. And through the process, uh, they're developing their business and they're learning about their emotions and becoming better and better at it. Um, uh, We are working with different uh, 
approaches how to work with emotions. Of course, uh, you know, it's, it's simple, uh, uh, not simple, but uh, CBT, yes, cognitive behavioral therapy, choosing different thoughts to regulate our emotions. Uh, and then at the same time, uh, other techniques, because we know CBT doesn't work for everybody, yes? Uh, so other techniques, and here comes variety of different techniques. I uh, trained in, in, in various techniques on emotional regulation, uh, simply as breathing. Yes, we know how uh, it regulates uh, emotions. So uh, just really tuning it, simple mindfulness exercises you know, from, from that perspective. Uh, learning how to process emotions, to really relax and let yes, the uh, emotion flow uh, through you, uh, not uh, really try to stop it, try to resist it, uh, try to react at it. Yeah? So our basic uh, reactions, um, we're trying really to, uh, to, to feel it, uh, to process, to go with it. Um, without any barriers, uh, so which also helps tremendously. So various approaches, and they're all brain-based because um, we know how the emotion is generated and what can we do to really deal with it, yes, and process it. So all this is brain-based. Mm -hmm. and, and so critical. And, of course, you know, you specialize in this area now. Um, I did my first research project on the impact of, uh, emotions on our ability to pursue goals. Like we know the links, we know the neuroscience evidence, but I know for a lot of people and perhaps even a lot of coaches, they'd be thinking, you know, I'm helping, I'm helping someone on an entrepreneurial journey. They have business goals. What's that got to do with emotions? Like, and, and they might find it hard to make that link, you know, oh, I don't want to get into the feeling stuff and I don't want to get into the emotional stuff because it's all about you know, goal setting and getting tasks done and all of these sorts of things. How did, I, first of all, my first question is, um, was there, were there any challenges that came up with bringing this idea of emotions and emotional mastery and emotion regulation into uh, this idea of helping women on their entrepreneurial journey? And how did you position it so that it was, going to be well received and people could see man like being in in not in charge necessarily of my emotions but being able to regulate and manage my emotional and affective life is going to be so important to me pursuing my business goals like how did how did you bridge that gap yes great question um i think i was very lucky um because i didn't bring this actually into coaching i saw the problem I saw the problem and uh, I saw that uh, people who are just simply trying to change their thoughts, <laughs> I had many people, uh, we will be changing our thoughts, uh, trying to say these affirmations just 100 times a day, <laughs> you know, putting them everywhere. No, I'm not saying it doesn't work. It does, but it didn't change much the outcome. Yes, they were still struggling. And uh, the, the problem was that um, they had the emotions uh, that were absolutely not regulated. And uh, there is a huge power yes, in emotions. It's really, if we can find a way to use them actually for our purposes, 
for achieving our goal, we will be absolutely unstoppable. Yes, and I saw that there is a need that people struggle and they just don't know how to deal with it. And this prevents them from achieving their goals. Yes, and uh, uh, that's why I didn't even uh, enforce it on anybody. I even didn't propose. I just, it became such a natural thing for me to do that uh, it, it just happened. Yeah. It just happened. I think there is really a, a huge need for this. Yeah. So really kind of being, and for other coaches going through this process, being open to seeing what are the challenges and issues and things that the clients were already seeing are bringing to the table. And if there's a pattern there, perhaps this might be an area that we, we may want to pursue in terms of specializing in it or adding it into our marketing, making it a you know unique selling point for our business, these sorts of things, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's, you know, I would compare it with scientists. You know, some scientists, yes, they're sitting somewhere um, in, in their office and thinking, you know, what to do, you know, what to create, what I need to come up with some very cool idea. Yes, basically it's your niche. Yes, what, you know, what, what you want to do. And they're coming with something that is absolutely unrelated to anything that is happening. Yes, um, uh, instead, you know, some people go into clinical settings, seeing patients, seeing what's happening, what they're struggling with. Yes. And saying, okay, actually I can help. I know how to. Yes, I have the tools. Um, I think I, I like the second approach. And I, and I saw both uh, working in academia, in, in, in uh, clinical settings. And this is, I think, um, what at least I think as coaches we should do. Yes, we should coach, uh, we should get practice um, with, with people and see what are the problems, because we're learning, yes, and then start thinking, okay, how can we help? And mm -hmm. The niche will find you, um, so <laughs> you will find it right there, yes, you will not need to invent anything, um, oh. you will know exactly what to focus on. The niche will find you. <laughs> yes, initial finding. <laughs> I love that. What, what, what do you think? What do you think some of the things are that we need to be doing so that the niche can find us? Like, you know, perhaps, and one of the things I always suggest is like try a bunch of different things that you might like, and gain some experiences. Okay, even if it's a bit of a process of elimination. You know, I really didn't like this or this didn't work with people, right? I can remove that from the equation. But what, what are some of the other things that you think we need to be doing so that the niche can find us? Because this is a real struggle for coaches, right? This is a real problem for, for, for coaches. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I haven't seen a single coach who wouldn't probably struggle with a niche. Um, although, although I, I would say, I met a couple of people who were very clear from the very beginning. And uh, those were people who already assessed their strengths. They knew what they are uh, interested in, uh, where they can contribute. And uh, they combined coaching with the, their skills, uh, with their desire. Um, I think it's, of course, first of all, uh, to, to answer what you already mentioned, 
I love your approach. Actually, after, after our business call, yes. <laughs> that we had, I suggested this approach to one of my coaches, and it worked beautifully for humor. Um, so I think that's a very valid approach to try different things to see which one is really resonating with people and, and so on and so forth. That's mm -hmm. perfect. A second uh, is the approach to really evaluate your own strengths um, and to see what are you passionate about, and then already trying to find those people yes whom you can help best uh, when you do that um i suggest working i i coach probably 20 people just for free yes at the very beginning just really um getting that experience and uh, finding out what the problems are yes mm -hmm. what the struggle is and then Little by little, this niche starts to really appear in front of you. Mm. Um, so that's uh, that's my take on it. Um, I was always interested in business coaching, but I tried coaching on weight, tried coaching on um, uh, alcohol dependence, uh, coach general coaching, uh, coaching on relationships. But when I did my first business coaching uh, I, I i didn't have any questions about what 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 i want to do i want to work with entrepreneurs absolutely and it, it's for me it's fascinating so and then already within that when i had many people with whom i work <clears throat> i started seeing the tendency what's the biggest struggle what's the biggest struggle and i identified that from for the beginners coaches um, that emotional struggle is really, really very strong. And that's it. And the niche for me. How long did that take um, approximately? Like from, from saying, you know, um, right, I'm making this transition into coaching. I'm doing the coaching after you've done all the training perhaps. Uh, and it's like, right, I'm now operating a business to the point at which you went, yes, the niche has found me. This is the area I'm working in and this is how I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> probably uh, i understood it maybe within the half a year that i i love uh, working with the entrepreneurs probably the already final niche where i really really narrowed it down probably for me year a year maybe year and, and a half until i really 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 got it wow yeah I'd say that's I'd say that's pretty fast. Like yeah. Yeah. some people take years to try and figure this out, and then only just get in the ballpark. <laughs> yes, uh, sometimes it, it uh, happens very quickly, uh, much quicker. Uh, I actually coached uh, a lady who um, became a consultant coach. So yeah. for her, it wasn't even a question. She already. And uh, assess your skills. She knew what she wants to do, and she combined it with coach, uh, coaching. So already, when she was going through certification, she knew exactly what she will be doing. Um, and and there are some examples of that. Um, I uh, I think that in general, if the person doesn't know anything, it's better to start with something. Yes. Yeah. 
um, all roads lead to, <laughs> to Rome. <laughs> so it's really sometimes it's not that important to really identify. It's just to do. Um, I know um, one coach um, who did just general coaching until she made one million a year already in coaching. And then she said, now I feel I need to start narrowing them because yes. now it's too broad. Yes. It's too much. But uh, so I think it's individually. It's really very individually. For some people, it can come immediately. For some people, somewhere in the middle. For some, it might take time, yes, until you get and, and, and she was successful. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, so having or not having a niche, of course, many people talk about this, how successful, not successful. I saw with a real example, people can be successful. Yes, mm -hmm. million dollar business, it, it's already good. Yes. Um, to proceed further, yes, she felt I need a niche. So she did it. So really listen to yourself, believe in yourself. And of course, I think this whole process, you know, can be sped up by working with someone who can help you through it and, and who, you know, such as yourself, who has the tools to be able to help people figure this out. So they're not, you know, going and experimenting for three years on their own and trying to figure out, oh, is it this, is it that, is it this other thing? Oh, now I'm lost. Now I'm back in a job. Now I'm back to square one. Like, you know, much easier to have a process to go through when, when you're working with someone um to, to really speed this whole thing up absolutely absolutely um this at least helps to avoid all those unnecessary interruptions and uh, uh gaps yes and lost time i wouldn't say lost time we always can uh make up for time uh, gaining some experience yes evaluating what experience we gain so i don't like the worth a lot of time but the process might be much smoother if we work with the coach um although i had some examples uh, i worked with a lady who just started her coaching business and uh, while we worked together she went to clients and uh, she uh, she started working with them and uh, um uh, after that she told me you know what i don't want to be a coach <laughs> <laughs> so when she got a real experience, <laughs> she decided, no, she doesn't want to be a coach. And she decided to specialize. She was doing consulting as her main business. And she decided just to really focus on that. Sometimes there are cases like this, but she wouldn't figure it out if she actually wouldn't do it. She wouldn't get those clients. And then she really got very clear on what she really wanted to do with her life. So. Exactly. So even if it doesn't end up being coaching, it's uh, still one step closer to what the person actually wants to be doing with their life and their career and everything anyway. So all positives. What, all uh, positives yes. what, uh, what, what do you think was the biggest shift for you that you made or had to make that made the biggest difference in terms of the development of your business? where you went right and, and it, made, it made a significant difference in your business and perhaps it was a shift that you identified that you had to make or maybe it was just something that happened and it took you to the next level? A great question. For me, it was that understanding that I am in charge and now I have endless possibilities. Uh, where. Uh, 
in opposite to how I felt, how I, I was afraid that if I leave my stable job, yes, I, I will be in absolute limbo. So when I understood that actually <laughs> what I have now is so much more um, stable because I can make it stable. Yes, I have all the opportunities. Everything is in my hands. Uh, that was that moment of truth. And I'm very, very grateful to my coach uh, who actually just asked me a question. And when he asked, I, I understood everything. It, it was amazing. So thank you. I, uh, I'm very grateful to this coach. And after that, um, I, I didn't have um, as, as many struggles, as many uh, worries that were um, keeping me uh, from actually achieving my uh, dreams, from building my business. And from that point, everything went much better, much better. Mm. Um, yeah. And not only with, with that, um, in general, coaching and brain-based coaching, it helped uh, um, my husband. Um, I, I coached him uh, on uh, our family business. Uh, which wasn't really developing much for the past few years. Uh, actually, I submitted the recording. It was not more than half a year ago to, um, to the program, yes, to the brain, brain uh, uh, first program. And I was coaching my husband. Uh, his goal was to have one, two sales per day, uh, per day, stable, stable. Um, even not six months uh, past, uh, now uh, he has up to 50 sales a day and 35 wow. stable. And this is the power of coaching. Yeah. Yes, when you realize you can do it, everything is in your hand and you can manage your emotions, your brain, uh, everything, you have it all. It's all in you and you can do it. It was a game changer for me and for my husband, and now it's for, for my family. So I'm, of course, trying to give it to everybody I can, and also my son, um, who is now choosing profession of, of a scientist, um, and uh, he's utilizing uh, all those, uh, all that information uh, about the brain, also for, for his own um, achievements. So love that's, that. that's that. very powerful. Yeah, lovely to hear. Uh, any final thoughts for our listeners? Yes. Uh, I uh, suggest uh, all the coaches who are listening um, to really learn at least the basics of how the brain works uh, because I'm uh, fully convinced uh, that this can tremendously help our clients. Um, it's... Uh, Really, we all have the machine, but we don't know how to handle it, how to make it work right. And knowing all the process, really the science, yes, the uh, uh, evidence behind everything can help us tremendously and uh, uh, help our clients achieve uh, their dreams. So that is my uh, note and of course for clients probably to uh, pick coaches that at least 
you know, have some uh, basic knowledge of how uh, the nervous system works and how to use it for achieving uh, their goals and making their dreams come true. Oh, beautiful. Where, where's the best place for people to connect with you? Uh, website, social media? Uh, yes. So my uh, website is uh, org. And uh, then I also started a podcast, um, uh, which is called Neuro Careers. So wow. everything uh, um, about the careers in neuroscience, in the field of uh, neuroscience and neurotechnologies. So I hope that you also will become a guest at some point oh. in my podcast. Yeah, so everybody who is interested in this particular field are welcome to listen to Guys, uh, neurocareers and neuroapproaches.org. We will put the links in the show notes. Melina, thank you very much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Ramon. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Me too. too. That's it for this episode. If you want to support the show, make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and then head over to brainfirsttraininginstitute.com to join our community of coaches. And for resources and products to help you upgrade your brain and life, including interviews with leading neuroscientists and health and high-performance experts, go to mybrainfirst.com. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon.